0: James Hicks here, Hicks New Media, Infotainment News. Very special show today. I'm looking forward to this. I actually did not sleep very well last night because I was so anxious and uh, excited to have this conversation. Very serious topic, but uh, the young man that I'm going to bring on camera in a second uh, is someone who has a message and has a story to tell, and I definitely implore all of you to listen and and, and take heed, learn and and, and, uh, do whatever you need to do in your life to maybe make some adjustments and and maybe make some uh, uh, and be aware. Uh, July, folks, is, is sarcoma awareness month. My guest today has that diagnosis and has been fighting the hard fight since 2010. Sarcomas are rare Some past research show that back in 2010-2011, there are on average 20,000 cases of sarcoma worldwide. Compare that to the averages for breast, lung, colon, and other cancers, and that number is very low. However, the variations of sarcoma are vast. There are 70 plus different subtypes and each one has their own issues. With that imbalance in number of cases compared to the other cancer forms, the research being done is quite frankly not where it needs to be. And that's just because honestly, there's just not enough money to be made in treating and researching sarcoma. So the typical treatment options are primarily only those of chemotherapy and radiation. Since his first diagnosis back in 2010, Sonny has gone through a number of treatments. He's made some very conscious choices about what types of treatments he was going to participate in. We'll talk a little bit about that today. And soon he's going to be participating in a new trial cell therapy that essentially is a manipulation of his own immune cells. 2014 was a pretty stressful year for Sonny. After a few years of being declared NED or no evidence of disease, he had a recurrence which led to a number of corrective surgeries. This caused him to make the tough decision to formally retire after 23 years of service from the United States Air Force. Again, I encourage you to sit back and listen to this young man tell his story. This is my best friend's brother. So this means he's my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, Master Sergeant Sonny Burks. Sonny, how you doing, brother?
1: Well, I'm doing, doing well. Thank you for that uh, intro. I really appreciate your uh, uh, consideration for uh, helping me tell tell the story.
0: Definitely, Ben. Definitely. I, I appreciate you uh, wanting to tell your story, uh, especially after everything you've gone through, everything you're about to go through, and to really uh, clarify and, and explain from a Person living with with this condition, a person living with this diagnosis, what it's you know what a day in the life is really really about, uh, as opposed to being talking head, someone who who's not in your shoes, someone who's just reading or someone just writing about it. No, let's let's have the man who's literally there uh, in the midst of this uh, on on and, and talk and tell your story. So, but first and foremost, I guess I want to say let's be clear that cancer doesn't define you, uh, and so. For everyone who's watching who doesn't know who you are, tell everyone who Sonny Burks is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I put you on the spot. I told you I was going to put you on the spot with that you first did. one. That's why I didn't give you what that one was.
1: You did. You did. And uh, um, uh, I'll be honest. It's it's. Uh, I, I guess who, who I am is is just. Uh, uh, is just who I am.
0: Um, I. I uh, so oh, man. military military man, twenty six years. What no? Well, my my, my dad was twenty six, but you were twenty three. So I, yeah. my dad is watching, I believe, as well from the Air Force. But tell us a little bit about your your service <laughs> in, in the military. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Tell tell me a little bit about what
0: about about your your time in, in in the service. Um, you know where where you were stationed. Don't don't tell us anything classified, obviously. But tell oh, us, uh, I guess, some of the places where where you, where you were stationed in the military.
1: Uh. uh Pretty simple, not a uh, not a whole lot. Um, actually, McCord Air Force Base in in, uh, in uh, Washington, here where I am now, is uh, that, that was my first base. Washi- Washington State. Washington State, yes. <laughs> and um, uh, I, work, so worked, uh, I worked. So I worked. I worked A tens there. Uh, from there, I went to New Mexico. Uh, I worked F one seventeen A's. That's the stealth stealth bomber. If uh, if you didn't know, or stealth. Uh, uh, actually, a stealth fighter, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I, I, I went to uh, Korea, I worked A 10s and F 16s there, and uh, came back to the States, worked uh, at uh, the Field, uh, Florida. I worked. Uh, C- that's why I switched over to heavies. I worked uh, C 17, uh, a- not C 17, uh, AC 130s. Uh, those are the uh, cargo uh, gunships. Um, and uh, from there, you know, uh, throughout my whole career, I would come back to Washington to visit uh, my my wife's family. And um, you know, we, we fell in love with uh, fell in love with Washington. We hated it initially, or at least I hated it, <laughs> and uh, uh, but grew to love it. And so we, we decided to settle down here. And uh, beautiful, bright, sunny day today. And uh, uh, this is this is where I retired. Spent my last 13 years here at McCord and <clears throat> just uh really appreciate the the area here so that, that's i mean yeah that's uh in a nutshell uh, that's that's uh my air force career I, i've been uh, deployed to uh you know some places in the middle east and stuff and and uh several deployments uh during my time here um but that's that's pretty much that. it
0: you you can't see him, but you can probably I don't know if you could feel the smile from my dad coming through me. He's watching because everything that you mentioned, his first part of his Air Force career was in field maintenance, so he okay. was also working on those on the big heavies as as you call them and 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 doing uh, mechanical work on those. So he's he's quite familiar with that, and I've grown up in that life as well. Thank you for your service, brother. Appreciate that. Oh,
1: I I I. I... Um, Matt, I didn't mention. I forgot to mention uh, uh, when I were here at McCord when I came back. I worked C-17s, so uh, okay. which is uh, one of my one of my favorite aircraft. And uh, I love it. yeah.
0: I love it. Thank you for that, man. We have a- another gentleman on the line here who is the crazy brother. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say that, but let let me bring on uh, Eric Burks as well because another Air Force military man. And uh, we wanted this to be kind of a family dynamic, right? A family conversation to talk about the sensitive topic, but, you know, make, make it uh, completely comfortable, make it completely open. So, so Eric, thank you for, for joining us you as bet. well. You bet. So, Sonny, let, let's go back to 2010 and talk a little bit about the, you know, the initial, the pooled growing muscle and the initial diagnosis. Give, it, give us some background on that. You know, okay. How, how everything kind of, came to fruition and started with. All
1: right. So this is one of the questions that I get that people I think in general who, who get a diagnosis of cancer uh get asked the most. And it's like, how did you find out? And for mine it was uh it is interesting. Um um so uh as an as a uh uh as a I was a maintenance guy on, on C 17s here at Herton Cord and uh but I ended up being a an instructor which is my favorite that was my favorite job uh, in the air force. And, uh, I was, um, so some of my, one of my students actually, um, is 23, 23 year old kid buff, just all muscle, uh, challenged me during PT to a race. And so, uh, and I was at the time I was 38 and I was like, why are you challenging a 38 year old? You know, but okay. I, I took the challenge and, um, and I beat him. Uh-huh. But, the, the the you know what i had to do to beat him <laughs> was uh it was it was difficult so we were just you weren't
0: you weren't gonna die. lose you weren't gonna, lose. I, okay. I wasn't, I
1: wasn't gonna lose right so uh, uh and that's not the whole story but i'm gonna leave it at that okay Okay. <laughs> so uh, okay. he would tell it a little differently but anyway so uh uh, uh i pushed myself so hard that uh that I, I i pulled my groin so i know i knew that that's what it was but when i went in uh um, um to the uh, you know, I've been limping around for about a week, and so I went into the hospital, and they uh, uh, they, they did you know what what they what they do, they gave me some ibuprofen and told me that to, you know if it if yeah. it, uh, if it comes back or if you if you continue having it for a certain impo- certain amount of time go ahead and come back. So I continued to have the pain. It got a little bit better because the groin uh, it it uh, you know it got some relief. It it healed, but I was still having some some other some other pain. Uh, I, I thought it was associated with it. Uh, since I went in about a month and a half later, they said uh, they said, "Okay, well, th- let's let's give you an MRI." Did the MRI, and then they showed uh, uh, they saw something something there. Um. So just just with the initial look of it, it looked like it was just a cyst. And of course, I asked hmm. the question, "Well, c- you know, could it be cancer?" And they said, they said "No, there's there's no way. This is definitely a fluid-filled sac because of just because of the way it looked." Mm -hmm. and uh and so i went another uh month and a half to a couple of months you know where where um you know uh, they just they scheduled me for the for the surgery to to get it removed um so uh while i'm while i'm on this subject one of the questions that that uh that one of my uh uh, friends on facebook asked was how did this um uh, how did the diagnosis uh affect my, uh, personal and, and professional life. And I can just say that, uh, you know, having to be scheduled for that, for that surgery, it, it, it uh, uh, and not knowing that it was cancer at the time, uh, it, it's, you know, when you go through something like that, it's, it's not that it's that, uh, it's difficult, but it's kind of how it affects other people. So I was mm-hmm. literally scheduled to go on this. Was, it was going to be my first, uh, deployment to, um, to what uh, one of the places? It was either Iraq or Afghanistan. I don't even remember which one it was, uh, but because I had to go through that surgery, they had to take me off of that, off of that, uh, uh, off of that uh, deployment, and put somebody else on. it, Somebody else that that I that I knew, and you know, obviously somebody in, in my uh, career field. So. Uh, Uh, Before I forget, I wanted to make sure and say, you know, that's one of that's one of the ways that that it affects you. Uh, um, uh, Okay, but anyways, I'll I'll go back. And um, uh, so I I had the surgery. I had it removed before we even knew what it was. And uh, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the the dangers of having something uh, like this removed uh, before before knowing what it was. Uh, I'm probably lucky. That that, okay. uh, that they took it out before they knew what it was because one, one of the things is um, uh, or be, before uh, w- without them taking a look at it okay. because uh, um, what they would do is is uh, they they probably would have if they could if, if they had thought that it was a cancer at all they probably would have done a, a, a biopsy uh, okay and, yeah. and what that is is just you know they, they go in uh, take a piece of it and then and then check it out and see what it what it what it actually is but because they didn't do that they went in and and they just uh, uh they, they took it out <clears throat> um and the 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 weird thing about this type of uh about uh my particular tumor was it was just on its own it it wasn't attached to anything it was just it was just there and it was growing so uh i remember talking to the doctor and he said uh um uh he, he thought he was gonna have to take my tailbone and all this other stuff he said he, he went in there he opened me up and 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 it just came out <laughs> he, just, he just he just was able to pull it out so uh um uh so uh so back back to about about getting that biopsy I'm
0: gonna say, so, so biop- this was done before i just want to be clear so this was yes. done before they even had the diagnosis of what what uh, state of what it was okay interesting yeah
1: okay. yeah uh, th- th- yeah and, and th- this is something that comes up in the discussions and uh, uh so I'm a, I'm a part of a couple uh, a couple of uh uh, uh sarcoma support uh, uh groups on facebook mm-hmm. and uh, the, you know this is one of the things a lot of people always ask uh what Is there anybody who who had who had surgery prior to knowing what it is because it entails a couple of different things. So, okay. So anyway, back to getting a biopsy. The thing with with uh, this type of of cancer, if somebody had uh, if they they had done the biopsy, that there's always a danger of you do the biopsy and then cells from the uh, from the cancer, from the tumor will be cut loose and then they'll be free floating in, in the in your body. And uh, w- w- but what you want is something that's just encapsulated. So that's one of the things that I, I was lucky for. They they didn't do a, a biopsy, and so it just decreased the uh, the the odds that 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 the cancer would be spread through the biopsy itself. So okay, so I'll take a step back. This is October, and they uh, and and I had the the tumor removed. The doctor was like, ah, you know, uh it was a little harder than I thought it was going to be because he thought it was just a fluid filled sack. It's a little harder than, than I thought it would be. So he um, so he said I sent it in for biopsy. Um, OK, so I'm, I'm talking diagnosis now. Um, after the surgery. Uh, Vivian and I've been, my, my wife, we already had a uh, vacation scheduled. So uh, in Hawaii. And uh, I was literally still recovering from my from my surgery. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly how many days after the surgery it was, but but I couldn't walk very well. Um, and I was on convalescent leave and uh, I wasn't even sure that I could go on vacation while I was on con- convalescent leave. But uh, went through all, that, all the steps I had to do and, and we we were able to go. So I, I went to Hawaii. And uh, while I was in Hawaii, the doctor called and said, uh, "Hey, can you can you come into the office?"
0: Wow! And,
1: uh, and you know, and you know when you get that call when they're saying, yeah. "Hey, you need to, yeah, you need that's to not come the in. call
0: you want." Yeah, ain't but,
1: good. You know? Yeah. So so um, so uh, he did. He didn't tell me over the phone. He said, "Oh, okay." I, I said, uh, "Doc, I'm in Hawaii." He said, oh, "Okay, well, just enjoy your time there." He said, "As soon as you get back, come into the office." Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I had to go through the rest of my vacation, you know, just knowing that yeah. there was going to tell me. Yeah, I that, that. that's what it was. I was like, okay, he was wrong. It's a, it's it's a cancer. So, uh, so the main thing, I, I get back from vacation, we we go, uh, and uh, and he says it's it's he says it's mixoid liposarcoma, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, another another question that I get asked is is uh you know what was your response when you know when you found out how did you feel when you found out a lot of yeah. a lot of folks really go into a depression and start to you know uh because it's a it is a difficult uh obviously a thing to a thing to experience somebody say tell you that you have cancer. Right.
0: Um
1: and me and me and Vivian were were, were sitting there and he said mixoid liposarcoma and honestly I started laughing because mm. just because of the name i I was actually I, I was some part of me was glad that it had such a weird name, because I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know, yeah. mix mix a lot. I'd never heard of anything, anything like it, and I didn't know that there was a, that it was a cancer at the time. So, um, anyways, uh, so from from there, it was about it was about uh, what what were my options? So, uh, and uh, my my doctor, being a surgeon and not a, not a specialist on, on sarcoma. It, it, all he could do at that point was was to refer me but um, but no ne- I never never went into the uh, what do you call it uh, never went into uh, depression or or uh, or asking why me it, it just kind of I don't know um, I mean I could talk about you know how I you know how I take things in like that yeah.
0: Well, right. I guess let me let me interject and, and let me let me interject and let me bring Eric in and ask. So, how was the conversation when you started telling your immediate family, right? So, so when you picked up the phone and you called Eric, what was that conversation like? And then, then, then Eric, I guess if you could tell us, you know, from a external caregiver, from a brother, you know, you know from from a family member, what what was kind of the, the reaction that you had, and what kind of um, moves did you did you make? <clears throat>
1: Well, well uh, he didn't have to go through depression because I probably went through it for him. You know, I, I was in complete denial. You know, I'm like, do, I, he you know, knows I don't trust doctors, and you know, and the worst thing you can ever hear is that your baby brother, you know, has this, you know, sarcoma, and um, it, it was it wasn't good for me. It wasn't you know, it, it was hard for me to take in. It was hard, you know, it was hard. It was it was hard. It's still hard, but...
0: we hear you, brother. We hear you. So. So, so Sonny, again as you were, were talking with, with folks and you, as you were um, telling folks of your diagnosis uh, early on you, you were you were on vacation in Hawaii what what were kind of the, the next thing that you did you did after you after you left your vacation coming back to the states having that next meeting with with your, your care physicians what, what were the courses of action that they, they took you through okay so the
1: so the first things were um, uh, it, my surgeon put me in put me in contact with the uh, so this is this is Madigan this is the um, uh, the military hospital. It's actually it's not on Air Force Base, it's on the uh, army base the next door, and uh, they have oncologists. Oncologists are the doctors that deal with uh, uh, with cancer, and uh, they uh, basically gave me uh, my options Uh, so and that's that's literally the first thing they try to get you in contact with with an oncologist as soon as possible and uh, and you've all you can do is go okay these are my options and you you kind of got to choose one or uh, or choose none Uh, my options there were uh, uh, radiation or or uh, chemotherapy and and uh i don't know that they that they actually gave me any any specifics with uh, as far as chemotherapy um so that they were not sarcoma specialists so it's just uh you got a cancer but we'll, we'll um these are the these are the options these are the chemotherapy options that you have so um on the advice of of one of my family friends who's who's a doctor uh she said she said you know you should you should get a second opinion because this is you know it's not a not a decision that you need to, that you can, that you can take lightly. Um, so, and, and by the way, I, I, one of the things I definitely want to pass on and, and uh, one of my messages is, uh, when you, when, or if you do become a, a patient, or if you have a family member who, who becomes a, a patient, uh, we have to advocate for ourselves. Um, <clears throat> I've got several stories of, of, uh, you know, when I was, um, when I was going through radiation, I, I was I was having to go to to my appointments um, uh, at the time. Vivian didn't have the the ability to to uh, uh, you know skip work and help me with with my uh, with my appointments. At, at, at that time, plus the doctors told me that that uh, as far as the radiation that I was going to require, I was going to be able to continue working. You know th- throughout the whole time that I was getting my my uh, treatment. Uh, well, two weeks in, I had. I, I I could barely walk. I was I was walking, you know, inch by I was inching my way through the parking lot to my appointments. And as if anybody knows how big uh, uh, Madigan is, uh, it's massive, you know. So so you park. First of all, you, you can't get any parking up close, uh, and uh, and second of all, it's the the build. Who would you like to get a second opinion through? I told him, and he actually set it up. Uh, next thing I knew, I, I had a I had a second opinion. Uh, so unfortunately the second opinion was, uh, uh, radiation or <laughs> chemotherapy. Again, again actually,
0: the two therapies are the two options that, that we, that we talked about earlier. Okay, That
1: were available at that time, you know? Yeah. So, so it, it was, uh, um, uh, you know, and actually, uh, the, I, so I went to a place called uh, SCCA, uh, Seattle cancer care Alliance and, and, uh, it wasn't just chemotherapy. They, they were going to put me on three different chemotherapies and oh. at the same time, and I was going to be an inpatient, five days a week and uh, for, for like, well, pretty much until, until something happened, you know what I'm saying? Until, until my scans showed good or bad or, yeah. or indifferent, whatever. So, uh, so, uh, so I went back to again. I got the radiation, six and a half weeks of radiation. Um, uh, just for, for, for time's sake, I, I won't get into a whole lot of, of what that entailed. Uh, but I'll say, I will say that, uh, it was definitely, um, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of radiation. <laughs> it,
0: was, I, it was not I, a lot of fun. Uh, the, un, um, understood. understood. I, I and, uh, yeah. Uh, so you, you try with Tammy show, right? She has a live DJ or she used to have a live DJ actually playing a set in, in between, between Tammy cooking and everything. I would love to get those two maybe on, on the show here and talk about how this now and this new requirement from Facebook is affecting their revenue. Right? How is affecting their livelihood? Because now I can't produce the show that, that I'm accustomed to producing that my audience is expecting because you're putting these limitations on me.
2: Well, the thing is at the end of the day, we, we had this conversation at the beginning, and I'm pretty sure she'll chime in. Um, um Kenyon, you can say what you want to say. I, I I've already explained Kenyon is put put yeah, there you go. He said it's fake news. We've been our pages. Our video streams have been deleted. I've literally witnessed it. Twitch was still going, but Facebook has been shut. Shut us down. Um, And I told her in the beginning, look, you can do this, but how long will this last? And the DJ was sitting there like, do I keep going? What do I do? And I'm like, yeah, I still got you live on Twitch, but I don't have you live on Facebook. So whether you know whether people believe that they're going to start doing this on October first or not, that's,
0: October first, yeah,
2: yeah, that, that's on them. But I just like I said, I refuse to you know be the test dummy when it comes to that. Um, yeah. I think yeah. DJs need to look into a service called Epidemic Sound, Epidemic Sound, and even though it's not music that people can relate to, maybe you just start DJing some of the music there because you own the rights to that content because it's license free music but i mean what dj is gonna dj some music that no one is not going to be popular i mean that they don't know the music too or know the you know they don't know that tune we all know wop you know we all know uh meg the stallion we all know yo gotti so hey I, I get it um so like i said we will see yeah, Kenyon. I I, I love Kenyon because he he really is an advocate for all the DJs. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, he's an advocate, and he really tries to help the DJs say, "Hey, look, this is what you can, what you can't do." But uh, it may not have hit you just yet, but it hit it hit us. And um, and Tammy can tell you if she's still on watching. Everybody was like, "What happened?" And I already knew what happened, so it was like, yeah. "Well." I've already had this conversation with you. I told you it was going to happen. So I wasn't surprised, but everyone else was surprised. And she has not been able to recover those streams. The good thing is I had a local recording. So we still have the stream if I ever wanted to put it back up. Gotcha. Yeah. So, we
0: let, let's let's revisit this after after the first one first, just to yeah. see how it goes yeah and see see how that works that that's, it's unfortunate because again that that was, a, that was a real cool component of like like Tammy show right just just have that dj set there uh hopefully hopefully something
2: gets worked out yeah um lastly before we get up out of here you working on anything new new toys outside of your uh your zen buds
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to go to sleep tonight. Yeah, if so I could rock these, these these Zen buds, brother. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm coming back to, and I wouldn't pick this up again today. And it is tech related; doesn't look like it, but I would. I'm coming back to this right here. It's called Rocket Book. Right. Um, it's essentially a reusable smart notebook. It comes with a specific type of pen. It's got a specific type of paper that's integrated with it, and it's a very thin book but it has an application that goes with it. It has the ability to, everything that you write gets transcribed and put gets put into um, the application as an, as an electronic document. You can merely, there, there's two ways of actually recreating and regenerating this book. You can, you can literally stick it in the microwave and put it in the microwave for a couple of seconds and it'll it'll erase everything. Or the preferred way now is just a warm, uh cloth and wipe the pages off and then you can continue to use this exact same book endlessly so i just picked up this new one again today, another one it's no it's not digital it's 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 paper but it's 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 plastic paper or it's got some type some form of technology integrated into the pages and it's got to use a specific a specific pen that comes with it and as you write you can there's actually a qr code at the bottom that you can actually Move the content from the book into the application, and you can use OCR (optical character recognition) put that into Google Docs. You can put that into Microsoft Word, whatever, and have a digital copy of everything that you write. So, uh, I'm looking is forward. It, to is it write in those.
2: your? Does it translate into like your signature, like your your handwriting style, or does it translate into uh, like text? Uh, like tra- I did, both. So you can do
0: both. You you can draw, right? So I do a lot of whiteboarding and uh, drawing for, for for work. So being able to draw system configurations, being able to draw what a solution would look like, I can draw that in here and then transfer that into a digital copy. Shoot that off into a PDF. I think I'm hoping. It says it integrates with Google Drive, Evernote, One Cloud. Uh, I'm sorry, um, OneNote, Slack. Um, Microsoft notebook and, and some other. So, so I'm looking forward to being able to do that. So yeah, I, I can How actually have it. Call? So this one was the executive size and it was the six inch by eight and 8.8 inches. It was only 30 bucks. Really? And, and, and you again, can, I get, so the, I I get the book, I get the book, I get the pen, I get the free application that comes with it. Uh, reuse, wipe the pages clean with water and the include microfiber towel. Uh, dude, this is this is where it's at. I'm not buying any more Moleskins. I love Moleskins. skins. Shout out to them. But look, I'm I'm paying thirty bucks one time, and I'm gonna use this book this this book forever. I don't. How many pages does it have? Good. Is
2: it just one page or? No, this one has 36 thirty six pages.
0: You got to put it up on the screen. People times.
2: can't see it, James. Come on, see, I know I'm, you're on the west I'm coast, a,
0: man. A, I'm an old man. I got. I'm trying to look at it the right way. You know. You see me trying to zoom in. <laughs> there you go. Rocket book, the Everlast. There was that right. Scan, reuse. See, I'm, I'm remember. I'm a Tesla man, so I, I like to recycle. I don't. I don't want to keep uh, utilizing the Earth's resources. So I'm trying to repurpose.
2: So, so let me ask you, and we brought this up yeah. last week about Snob OS and that Apple Pen or Apple Pencil. How would that compare to something like that? I'm not gonna take my ipad everywhere but but I can't
0: take this anywhere uh very convenient very very easy uh very very similar uh but not everyone is an i o s fan not 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 everyone has an apple product Why that, that that's eight hundred dollars for or or whatever the cost may be for right for an ipad versus thirty some bucks for this small rocket book <laughs> uh what you going to do, right?
2: Well, well, Zaddy got it. He going to buy the pencil and the pen, I mean, and, and, and the tablet. So go ahead. Go I ahead, was... Mr. Tesla. You got it. I got you. See but Rocketbook, okay. so it's 30 bucks, and they can buy it on Amazon? Yeah. And they can buy it. Where can they buy it? Yeah, so actually, I went
0: to Staples. You can get it at Staples. You can get it at Walmart. You can get it at Target, uh, Amazon, or directly from Rocketbook. If you sign up for rocket books emails you get a 15 percent coupon immediately so that's how i just bought my second one um i've used them before in the past with their first generation where you could only microwave the pages up to five times and then that was it but this one they say is indefinite use of uh being able to utilize this exact same book so i'm looking forward
2: to, to giving that a shot that's dope that's that yeah that's something to look at yeah okay that's what's up what you got Um, so I just found out about this app and you know, everybody's on doing video now. Um, they're doing live streaming. Now. Um, I found a way to help people, shall we say, um, help people when you have a message that you want to say, I found Mm -hmm. a, I found a teleprompter app called big view, look it up real quick, pull it up on the screen. Um, It's a teleprompter app. And basically you write out the text or you put you put the text into the desktop version and then it will upload. You can upload it to your phone or you can copy and paste whatever you want to say. You can size it up and you can have it go to the left, the center or the right. You can pick your speed. You can do uh, a watermark you can even highlight certain keywords or key sentences or whatever you want to call it it's called big view and you can literally that's your teleprompter and because the words are already inside of the system as you're talking the words are coming out so i mean you can see them hmm. on the screen so i just found out about this i purchased it um really impressed with it can't wait to play with it. i was playing with it this morning this afternoon and uh i was really impressed with uh some of the services the only thing that i did not like is that you cannot do it in landscape mode so um they say that you can i haven't figured it out yet so i gonna have to probably reach out to uh customer support and see how you can do it but they have three different modes to where you can put it in the vertical mode the square mode which is for facebook and then they said another mode i forgot the the horizontal mode or something like that they said that it could be that and you can also be in front of a green screen and use your own background so you can be in behind the lab you can be in find a picture for the city of atlanta as long as you got a green screen you're reading it and then you can have that background so then when you post that video to your social media channel it's a professional video and it look and you have subtitles to go with it so Mm -hmm. i was really impressed with this when i watched the um the webinar that they had on it and i said you know what i need to jump on this so um it's gonna hurt people like me that's a videographer but the less people that know about it i can use it as a service and help people (laughs) out because you're trying to help you're trying to help people with their lines and what i've noticed is people I tell people, I'm going to help you with uh, creating a commercial for you. And they tell me, oh, I'm just going to freestyle it. No, that's not the process. We're going to write out your script. I'll help you with your script writing. And then now you have to memorize those lines. Most people, they've never done a commercial before. So since they've never done a commercial before, they're struggling. Well, then Mm -hmm. you can read it right off of your phone. You can select your speed and you can make it uh, make it work so um uh, yeah okay. Big, okay big view
0: i like that i'm gonna I'm take a look at that because that, and, that's helpful
2: and it's app based go, go. yeah and, and it's app based so i mean so yes they have other teleprompter apps Kenyon, but i think you might want to look into this one you might be really surprised <laughs> like Kenyon knows i'm a techie but you know I'm not iOS. I'm Team Droid. So, and yeah, there's some yeah. teleprompter. But apps. Ken- Kenyon is keeping you, keeping you honest for sure. I, I really? like that. He's keeping right. you honest. It is what it is. I, this is what I do. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 do this. It's big view, big, yeah. and then the letter V, the letter U, big view. Yeah, let me put this. out here what we for we So you
0: can. Awesome, brother. Well, look, we did another one. This was a good show. We talked about everything that was timely, relevant news of the day. Uh, got into a little touchy subject with TikTok and talking about your boy 45. You um, know uh, that got me sweating over here, so I had I had to go off screen for a minute because you know I was I was starting to get excited and, and starting to get uh... <laughs> it Anyway, uh, we are gonna get together again next week. We are gonna talk about something fresh and new. I'm gonna let everybody know about my. Amaze Pods and, and how oh, my Amaze Buzz, I'm sorry, I better get the name right at least. Uh, uh, and, and let everyone know let, let you know how how that experience was. Uh, folks, keep up with us. Look, we, we try to do this. We do this only for you, right? It, we, we bring non-biased information and we, we tell the truth. We go long sometimes because there's a lot of information that needs to be shared uh we're not we're not bought by anybody look if if we like it we like it if we don't we'll tell you we don't like it and we love the engagement so kenyan tammy dre everyone folks if you want to come on on screen with us holler at us real quick we can definitely we can definitely make that happen as well we shoot every week on wednesdays we may be adjusting the schedule by about an hour uh but, but we'll see how this goes but we will continue to provide this this information for you uh that's all I can say, man. We just we just trying to do it and we, we trying to make some 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 positive impact for folks. So so stick with us.
2: Hey Amen. I, I I second everything that you said. I think that um at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people, they like tech. They want tech. They just don't know how to work it sometimes. <laughs> so it's yeah. our job. And like I said, I'm not biased. Well, yeah, to a certain extent, but we will give you a fair review. And I mean, if there's a company that says, hey, let's try would you like to try out our products? Hey, we'll tell you how we feel. Like you said, no one's not paying us to do anything. Uh, We're just giving you our honest opinions and that's all that matters. He's Team iOS, I'm Team Droid. Um, Before we go, I'm going to say this one last time. Um, You know you got an election coming up, so make sure you get out there and vote. And I'm gonna leave you with these words and then he can say whatever he wants to say before we close out. If you see something that is not right, that's not fair, not just, you have a moral obligation to do something about it. And though that came from the words of the icon, the legend, the, the guy that paved the way for a lot of us. And that was Mr. John Lewis. <laughs>